Welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is Chris Lucian. And definitely very excited for an awesome conversation with uh, Jesse Riley today. Uh, we're going to be talking about pairing, mobbing, and startups and small companies, lean XP developers as competitive competitive advantage, and maybe a couple other things. Uh, before we jump to those, Jesse, can you give an introduction for yourself? Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Jesse Riley. I've uh, been in tech, product, startups, all that sort of stuff for about 20 years, a little over that now. Um, got my got my teeth cut uh, early in the uh, days of uh, networking and found out I could automate my job. Uh, and then that led into software development. And it's been a it's been a fun, uh, fun ride. Uh, it's been kind of fun to watch the agile movement sort of come and sort of rise up and, and be the thing, which is great. Um, got to partake in a little bit of that uh, early on uh, the scrum certification, actually, uh, when it was first kind of started, uh, was at the forefront of that. Uh, by that, I mean, I was taking the beta test, which was cool. Uh, and then from there, worked at uh, a couple agile companies along the way, uh, version one being the big one. They're they're been consumed a couple times now, but uh, really loved working there. And kind of that's where I really crystallize a lot of the knowledge that I've been carrying forward and trying to show and teach anybody that'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah i've uh i've had the opportunity to mob with jesse quite a bit recently and uh it's been good to uh learn a lot from him so it's been uh re really good times and good learning and uh yeah i'm really we're really super curious on this topic uh mobbing pairing at startups and small companies uh what you think of that yeah. yeah so uh i've heard a lot of you know bigger companies are doing this right they're they're doing the mobs they're doing you know multiple teams and everything else they're doing dojos they're doing a lot of mob-based kind of things, which I think is great. I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, kind of taken off and everything else. Uh, but there was a startup I worked with a couple of years ago, and I sort of mentioned this to him. I'm like, you know, you guys all could work on the same problem at the same time. I didn't even call it mobbing. I just sort of gave them the idea. They're like, well, why would, what, what, like, we all have our own things to do. Like, well, yeah, but, but wouldn't it be nice if everybody could do it? Because, like, you have finite resources and finite people. Let's spread that knowledge around so we can all take it on at the same time. And also build a better product anyway, because you all have ideas. Let's let's share them. And they kind of thought about it a little bit and then come to find out, like, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks later, they published an article on their company webpage saying, this is what we're doing now. We're doing these patterns and learning to, you know, disseminate the knowledge across the entire team. I'm like, really? <laughs> so, uh, of course, I was infinitely curious as to, like, how that went. Um, and, uh, the CEO is really excited about it because he's like, yeah, I can, I can, you know, we've been kind of running a tear for quite a while. And if you've ever worked at a real startup, I don't mean a 10 year old company. I mean, like a company is like five or six people total, like maybe, um, they go hard for so long and their heads are down that sometimes it's hard to realize like, Hey, I need to hand this off to Austin, um, because I'd like to, you know, take a break for five minutes. And that became a huge, uh, a huge thing for me because I'm like, all right, well, not only does it work really well for there, it's also helpful to the business so that they can kind of smooth out the, you know, that hard work that they've got to do. Um, so that so but so someone could leave for a little bit of time and not completely take out uh, an entire part of the product. So I thought that was really cool how they how they they didn't institutionalize it, but they use it strategically. They were like, ooh, here's a new thing. Let's all start working on it. And then they started to, you know, pop off pieces and parts, which I thought was a, a good a good play like they took they took the idea and they kind of carried it forward for them which i thought was appropriate did it make their pace more sustainable it sounds like like it, it's the big time yeah sharing the knowledge somebody able to take a vacation like that sort yeah. of thing yeah 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 and, and not only that it was like 
um because a lot of them were were early on in their career you know sub five years uh, mm. uh, uh people in in the industry so um some of them had you know the, that magic ability of like i happen to focus on this one thing and i didn't know that everybody else doesn't know that so there was a lot of that you know instant transfer of like oh we could do these these ways and not that way because this is better and easier to read and all that good stuff and um once they started to like one guy was really good at unit testing particularly which made me very you know ah maybe maybe very proud um and that knowledge got kind of spread across so they could start building that stability inside the product mm-hmm. and and that not only added the stability um uh, but also the the wait what were we doing and they would go back to it and be able to pick it up a lot faster which again that's a huge strategic advantage just from a um from a business perspective outside of making your employees happy and your customers are happier because your stuff is easier to pick up and change and move. So it just sort of like, like they saw the layering of it pretty quickly and, and capitalized on it, which, which is good, but everybody, Oh, you gotta, you can't do that in a small company. Yeah, you probably should do it in a small company more so than a big one. <laughs> kind of helpful. Yeah. You noticed I, there's something you said that um, triggered a thought and question for me, which is I've never been in a startup. Um, but I would imagine that pressure is high. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. And for those you can't see, Jesse's making a large uh, hand motions <laughs> like, right now. Massive, <laughs> big on the podcast. Um, yeah. So I guess I never thought because I noticed that in in non startups, um, being on a mob does help with pressure. Um, and uh, what was it like? I guess in a startup, did, did that? How did that influence that? <laughs> it so. Um, what initially caused the problem is that uh, the the CEO and owner, by the way, he was um, noticing that that one of the people that had been there for quite a long time, and he didn't want to lose this person, uh, was getting very short-tempered, um, very uh, uh, aloof, very disconnected, very just all, all these all the negative things you've ever seen, and. The, the big question was like, I, I can't lose this guy. And I'm like, well, yes and no. Like he's exhibiting behaviors of being stressed out. Like just like any other team on the planet, like you have one person that's sort of, you know, taking responsibility for everything. That's a problem. So uh, that on top of the pressure of you have, you, you, you have to keep delivering new features so that you get more customers so that you can afford to stay alive. Uh, you know, because after, after a while, you know, you, uh, if you've ever worked in a startup, there's a thing called runway. And that's how much money do we have if, if we get no more money and how long can we survive? And everyone on the team is is very well aware of that number. Like it's, you know, X amount of months or sometimes weeks uh, before, hey, we got to land this deal or we have to increase our prices or something like that. So having that compounded with that pressure of, well, you're the go-to person and the person's being torn in 30 different directions. Well, Yeah. And it matters like, and, and it's not like in, in larger companies where if like, if we screw up and we take out a system, okay, so the company's probably going to lose money, but they're not going to go out of business. Hmm. Startup, you might screw up and then they go out of business. <laughs> yeah. There's um, no, or, yeah. No, no, uh, no way to, to bail out or, mm-mm. you know, failure is not safe. Like safety is low. Right. And then there's all kinds of negative side effects that come from low safety um and uh but then there's a benefit to like you said de-siloing and and resiliency to change 
Um, and so you gotta, you gotta play with those trade-offs for sure. Um, uh, as you go through, but often also I see, uh, people not realizing how much faster they can go in a mob because they don't realize all of the waiting that happens in handoffs and things like that too. So, um, a lot of it's non-obvious and, uh, and so to somebody in a startup with limited runway, uh, you know, the, the question of how do you make, you know, four people more effective working on one thing, <laughs> it becomes right. a much bigger question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it helps with integrations of, of, of pieces being built yeah. too, because it, it it's not like, well, Austin's got his thing. Chris has got his thing and I've got my thing and, and I'll just put it in there and they'll just make it work. It's more like, it's more like, oh, okay, we talked about this. Here's kind of the idea. Hey, is that still the thing? And, and it's easier to pick up that conversation. It's easier to to you know, move it and mutate it because um, as they found out, like one guy was really good at ripping on the backend stuff. Okay, great. So he just started saying, um, hey, this is the payload I'm going to send you. He wouldn't say the implementation or anything. He was like, you just make this call. This is the payload you're going to get. Work with that. And that shortened that that wait period of like it's deployed, but you haven't actually used it yet. Uh, and, and then on top of, you know, Hey, now I'm, I'm ahead of you. I can jump in with you. And it didn't feel as weird. Like it wasn't more like they were coming I'm coming to help you cause you're slow. It's more like, okay, cool. I knocked my thing out. Now I can help you with your thing. And, and it became more of a fluid practice, uh, than, than it was before they started to, you know, sort of like, Hey, let's give this a try. Which is great. Yeah, and I never thought about it before with the startup, but I I, I feel like there's a, at least a connection of some kind. Uh, we, we've talked about before mobbing on like safety critical systems or, or things where the impact is really high, and so that could be a large company, uh, but the product product error has a big consequence. But I, I guess in a startup, uh, error in general has a big consequence for the. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. and so it's. It's definitely not the same, but uh, probably leads to the same stress out and oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> other patterns that can happen. Yeah, yeah, and really nobody nobody wants to you know cost their company you know tens of dollars, much less you know a million dollars from a from a goof of some kind. Like yeah. th there's a level of acceptance of wow, we didn't know that. Oops, you know that that happened to be a thing, which is very different from what do you mean we just refunded everybody. Like, like that sort of oops, like, you know, that one's just sort of like those, uh, you probably shouldn't have done that. So, so it's, it, there's definitely a higher resistance to change things, but if you have a lot more eyes on it, all of a sudden now it's not like, oh, okay, cool. Like, and, and if everybody misses it, well, then it probably was a fair, fair problem. Like it, it wasn't one of those like, oh, you should have known better, uh, which, um, which is really funny when you when you start to get like security uh uh people are really really security minded and then people who are really really good at like databasey stuff and other people that are really really good at the lot like like you get all of those people together now they're they're keeping an eye on each other yeah which i love like that's 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 the power of the mob <laughs> yeah and i'm looking at your note here it says uh company wise in a startup or a small company all the knowledge being in one person. Um, yes. <laughs> so I, I feel like maybe that's a fragile situation. <laughs> it can be, right? Yeah. And and a lot of these like a lot of these startups that I've seen, it's usually uh, a guy or two. You know, they're 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 building a thing, right? And all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, we've got something." 
it's it's starting to happen. And now, now those two people, it's one person's got to be the front and the other one's got to be the builder. So those people start to split. And then, and then all of a sudden, like we've got to hire somebody. It's too much work. We actually have revenue. We can, we can afford someone. And, and that's something that I've, I've worked with a number of small companies with is like, how do you, how do you hire developer zero? Like you're now handing off your baby to someone else. And, and there's strong opinions on that, of course, because like, it's mine, <laughs> you know, it's like, I love it. Yeah. And then you get two people and three and four, and then all of a sudden you have a real dev team. It's a very different mantra than just someone, you know, slinging things out and you don't have customers. So you don't, don't really care if you break stuff. Uh, and then as you start to build it, all of a sudden now it's like, oops, we've got to, got to really get pro on this. We've got to get serious. We've got to start protecting the thing that's making us money. I know, right? It's surprising. And and being able to get that knowledge out and not be reliant on one person because if that person does get that stressed out and quits, all that domain knowledge walks out the door. Mm. And that's a huge risk for some of these companies. Like you you, you can't you can't do that. Like you, that 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 they don't they don't have the time to rebuild that knowledge. They don't have 6 months. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't have time to uh, lose people and rehire and lose people and rehire and lose people and rehire. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, so it's, and, and, and that's like almost in direct odds with the amount of work that they do. Like if you've, if you've ever worked in a startup, you know, 40 hours a week, isn't going to, isn't going to cut it. Like it just doesn't, doesn't work. Like you're, you're going to put in 80, maybe more. Um, and, and then at some point you get to back that off. Right. But using some of these, Using some of those mob styles in those uh, uh, early days of of growing the team, all of a sudden now you can actually step away for a day. Mm. Yeah, you might have to anyway. Like you might all of a sudden like <laughs> someone's like, you know what? I want to talk to your CEO and CTO, and it's like, hey, Austin, you're the CTO today. Get in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and as we've seen the 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 studies on rest and all that stuff is important for quality, right? Huge. So <laughs> yeah. being able to take a vacation is, you know, I guess my impression of that in uh, working for a bigger company is like, oh, that's a, it's a benefit. It's like a, uh, it's a, it's like a nice thing where in that mode, uh, a vacation might be a necessity to uh, not lose it <laughs> or yeah. something, right? And so yeah. being able to step away and the code to continue is a big win for both uh people there and the people on the vacation so yeah that's cool yeah yeah there's a there, there's a lot of convincing um there was one uh one cto i mean again this is like cto and like four people um but but they were the front and i told him like look you need go away like go away for like three days like take the rest of the week off just get go go away and they're like oh but we've got so much to do i'm like it'll be fine it'll survive that amount of time, it'll be okay. I don't know if you will, <laughs> because this person was so like pent up and and reluctantly they took it and and apparently they just like beautifully disappeared for that week, uh, like five days straight. Uh, they went up into like up into the mountains and went to like a like a like a, a resort place and like just hung out. Like didn't really like it wasn't ski season or anything, um, but like hung out up there just just disconnected completely and then when he came back everything was fine <laughs> the code yeah. still continued on there had been a few deployments like things were good um 
And, and he, he, he sort of on the side was like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely needed that. I, I got to figure out a way to make that common. I'm like, just keep, just keep getting it out of your head. The more you can get out of your head, the better. Cause we need you over here. <laughs> we need you on this side of the house to do this other stuff too. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It can be, uh, just more, uh, a team can be more resilient, uh, you know, especially without burnout and uh and burnout is a, a really common thing in the industry especially in startups right yeah 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 because i mean they're having fun they're going hard they're building a thing it's exciting and all that and and at some point like you know usually like i see um about six months to a year is about the time they they hit that wall and they're like oh oh this hurts like i'm tired all the time it's like yeah yeah that's spoilers <laughs> <laughs> the symptom <laughs> yeah. um but yeah yeah mobbing definitely uh, can help uh and and yeah and it's and it's and it's effective in small stuff too like it yeah. just works yeah in a university class we talked uh quite a bit about uh leading from zero <laughs> if you're on it mm -hmm. and you're trying to lead uh yep. all the major problems that happen from that and so it feels counterintuitive like it feels selfish to uh make time uh, to be healthy. But if you yep. don't, you're actually hurting everyone around you as well. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's that whole negative side of it. Um, I've heard of it called the, uh, the well of fortitude. It's like, eventually, like if your well goes dry, um, that's fine. It could refill, but if you continuously deplete it, 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 it doesn't, it, the water doesn't come back. You dried it out. And some people, some people have very, very small wells where they, they need to, you know, they, they need to put that water back in by themselves um, very, very frequently. And there's other people that I would wonder if they have an ocean underneath there, um, yeah. which, which blows my mind. Um, but it's like, yeah, you've, you've, you've got a deep well, <laughs> but it's not finite. It will run out at some point. Yes, yes, yeah. And, and from stories I've heard when it does run out, uh, <laughs> It's, it's, uh, it's a quite an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Metaphors there, but... yeah. yeah. It was just like, it's just like, like being dehydrated, right? It's like, I think it's yeah, like 21 right. days you can survive without water or is it three days, three days, three days without water. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, and it's the same sort of effects. Like you just sort of like start to wither up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe it's a good time to pivot, uh, to sure. lean XP developers as a competitive advantage. Uh, What's uh, yeah. storm? What's uh, lurking around in your brain there? Yeah, so I noticed this um, probably five years ago or so. Maybe it was a little bit more than that. But um, was working with a group, and they hired somebody that was lean and XP. Um, that like they, they they came kind of prepackaged with all those you know approaches and and styles that you would uh, you would easily identify as such. And when they brought that person in, you know, usually there's a ramp up time. Usually it takes months, you know, to kind of, kind of learn the ropes and everything else. But because that person kind of came pre-programmed with ways of working and ways of engaging and everything else, um, the ramp up time was virtually zero. Um, they were able to contribute very quickly. They were able to engage uh, within the first week and, and properly contribute. Um, and then from there on out, they were able to start, you know, expanding into into the stuff that they didn't know like there's always like i know how to code i know how to do this i know how to do that but i don't know how you guys do your thing um and when that switch started to to take shape uh like say oh 
that's what this part of the system is and everything else. And then they were able to compound it on top of it. But the, the, the ramp up time was weeks uh, instead of months, uh, which at the time I was like, huh, that's an interesting behavior and outcome. I wonder what that is. And, and eventually I kind of figured out that like when I go to a mob and they're, and they're doing lean and XP things, it's, it's very fluid. It's very easy and quick to get onboarded. I'm like, huh? So not only, not only that lean and XP building on top of that, but you join a mob, you can just jump right in. Um, and, and you can take those people and slot them into any team that is like that. And they're just as effective. Like you don't have to worry about, Oh, they don't know it. So what? They come with some some packaged experience and they'll be able to rock and roll a lot faster. But ooh, XP and lean is scary. Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and I, I kind of feel like what lean XP brings, um I'm I'm failing for the word, but if the team has it, as you're saying, or <laughs> the person joining has it, it builds that uh slack that the system can absorb the the normal onboarding stuff <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, um, yeah. So and if everybody is if, if everyone you know the person coming in and the, the people on the team already if, if they're all familiar with a, 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 you know xp it's it is some something like an agreed upon set of behaviors and so so you're, you're the storming, forming, norming, like that part of it is out of the way almost because <laughs> exactly, you know, it's, uh, you know, but if you're joining a team and one person knows XP and another person just like, you know, wild west codes and another person, exactly. is, you know, super only been in environments where there's like lots and lots of manual testers, then you know, it's, it's the tower of Babel at that point. Um, and you're, you're basically, you know, everybody's speaking a different language. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but also, it's also harder to, um, find, uh, people that know a particular practice, the extreme programming in this case, right. Is because, um, you know, sometimes it is a lot easier to onboard somebody that is already doing XP uh, versus bringing on somebody that has done their entire career, not XP, and then asking them to do XP. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I find both paradigms pretty interesting. Um, and, uh, but for sure, it, it's so much, you, you skip past so much of the onboarding when you have um, a common framework to, to, to jump into together yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's uh the metaphor i've been using lately uh i may have used it with one or both of you recently is if someone is a strong lean xp developer i almost see them as like a navy seal you can just kind of throw them anywhere and uh, <laughs> something good will happen you know you can throw them in the worst situation you can throw them in a good situation it doesn't mean there's no problems like i've definitely seen problems if you throw them in a situation but uh, they will hold their breath for an hour and then, you know, whatever Navy SEAL can do. And then they, within a month, they've navigated through and <laughs> yeah. started making good stuff happen, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and sort of on that note, like if you've never been on a team like that, like you, like you don't necessarily need to have all those, like I, just to, for the, for those of you listening at home, yeah. um, 
if you're not very proficient in lean and XP, but you get the chance to see it and how it works and how it operates and everything else. Um, as I've, as I've told, uh, interns before, uh, when they've joined in teams that were highly effective, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, this, this will ruin you because you will go to another <laughs> team and you will be like, what are you doing? And, and, and you'll realize that that was effective. This is ceremonious. Why are we doing these things? We could just do. And then all of a sudden you're, you, you get the, you get the badge, <laughs> you get yeah. to learn really hard that, 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 that is different. Uh, it's highly unfortunate in, in our internship program, uh, we do have a kind of like what, what agile and software development look like outside of our environment. <laughs> uh, because we did have interns come back and say like, oh, uh, you know, I was asked in an interview what story points were, but we never estimated anything in, it, it, uh, uh, you know, during the internship. <laughs> and so it, 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 it became pretty evident that when the interns apply for something afterwards, it was hurting them not to know what was, uh, um, you know, maybe expected at different companies and things like that. And so, so we, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, and here's all this stuff that we don't do that we don't really find <laughs> valuable, but might be found value to be valuable elsewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, I remember the the first time I ever did no estimates. Uh, this was years ago um, with a. Uh, <laughs> he and I worked really well together and the, the product owner was rock solid, like always good at, you know, breaking things down and giving it to us. And then finally, um, one morning, the, the other dev, he was like, I'm not estimating any of these. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Nope, everything's a one. I don't care. It, it's good enough. It's not worth our time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on board with that. And I'm like, one, 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 one down the whole list. And the product owner gets in and he's like, Hey guys, what's going on? You're like, Hey, we're done. He's like, what? what? I'm like, yeah, we're done. Well, well, we need to estimate that we already did. Well, I, I only see ones there. Isn't there a two in here somewhere? Probably, but who cares? Like we'll get there. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Um, do you need anything from me? Yeah. Uh, can you make sure it's in priority? It's kind of important now. <laughs> and then off we went and that's how it was from there on out. Like if, if we, we would take a thing off the board and start to work on it. Um, this was, this was like a, like a Kanban style, but not really. Uh, and we would finish it and then whatever was on top next. And he knew when we were, we would take a thing. So he knew he could reprioritize at that point. Um, but yeah, we, we operated that way for three to six months, no problems. And like, you know, like we're telling the rest of the teams, like, we don't even bother. <laughs> like, what? what do you mean? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. want to come on our team? <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, people don't realize it's like, oh, you know, a, a very long meeting at a regular cadence that you just don't do. And you can spend all of that time building stuff that, you know, will people Matters. will find valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I've noticed from that, too, because I uh, before my last five, six years of mobbing, no estimates thing, um, did quite a bit of the traditional ceremonies with estimates and there were valuable conversations that came out of that. Um, but what I've noticed is when you, when you, you know, don't do the estimate, but then when you start working on the thing, those valuable conversations still happen, but yeah. they happen at the right time, which is right as you're working on it, not the last month, possible month moment. before to, that you forget by the mm -hmm. time or the world has changed since then or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, back back in the day, I used to do a um, a story point 
uh, estimation kind of ceremony sort of thing. And really the, the head fake on it was uh, the team really didn't talk to each other much. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we had standups, but they were, they were statusy. They weren't really good. Uh, but during those meetings, the thing that would come out for me was where's the danger, where's the high risk, where's the things we should have been talking about. Um, and maybe we can defer that and do it later. Uh, and that was useful, but it really, it was a, a bandaid on the, on the real symptom, which was team communication wasn't there. Like they, they weren't talking, the product owner really wasn't, uh, the, the, a lot of dictation instead of, you know, solicitation. So. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. The problem's not there if you work differently. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, goes away. I'm I'm very tempted to grab this next note off of uh, topics here. Um, Hit it. I think is this the time uh, to put on our propeller hats or our get out our crystal balls? Let's do it. And uh, you know, so uh, we there's been episodes in the past where we've done some futurism type thing, you know, looking forward. And uh, we've gotten comments like, wow, that turned out to be uh, that, turned, <laughs> that crazy thing Chris said turned out to be a thing. Um, so who knows? Who knows what we may predict now? So uh, 20 years of Agile, what's next? What do you think, Jesse? <laughs> I think I, so being, being in, the, in the Agile space for so long, uh, you, you kind of you seen a regurgitation of the same thing over and over again now. Like it's, it's sort of like there's not a whole lot new changing moving things in here but if you look just slightly outside of just the development side of the house if you look more at product you look more at ux you look more at the business side of it those things are now starting to be instead of silos i would say they're more like uh like a layered cake like they're really close together there might be a little bit of gel in between them some of that good frosting stuff if you're good at velvet cake you can send it to me i love that stuff and i'm not a sweets guy so please do um, and like design thinking, systems thinking, like looking more outside at the whole and seeing how it influences the internals on top of what can be solved, what can be automated, what can be removed, what can be thrown out, what should we do first? And I think a lot of those practices still feel and see a, like a seem like they're outside of development and they're not. So like I've used, I've used a lot of design thinking and systems thinking in some of the uh, teachings that I've done around the uh, dojo stuff. I don't call it that, but that's what it is. And I think those paired with like the experimentations of like, hey, we're going to go test with this user. Um, we're going to see what they do. Oh, we're going to change our UI a little bit. We're going to try to make the experience better. Uh, I think all of those things are kind of rolling up into a bigger set, but but less um, less nebulous, less unknown, less you know. It, it's 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 more it's more you know right next door instead of down the road and around the corner. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. No aliens, you know. I thought. Uh, well, there could there could be aliens. I don't know. We should yeah, test okay, for that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And is it over? Is agile over? <laughs> I think it's over as a term in general. Um, because it's, it's, it's so dirty now. Everyone's like, I've tried that. It doesn't work. And, and yes, you tried that probably didn't give it the full love it deserves. Um, because like, uh, at a large financial company, I was talking to a, uh, uh, pretty high up, uh, senior, senior VP. And I'm like, well, if, if the people here are not ready to change and you're not willing to change, and you're not willing to influence them, 
you can put the Band-Aid on it and say, we're trying Agile and try to attract people here. Those people are going to show up. They're going to get really frustrated really quickly, and they're going to leave within the first 18 months. I'm sorry. Like, uh, uh, like the people you really, really want are going to walk away very quickly. because They're going to go, ah, you lied to me. And then they're going to bust out. So, so I think the term, as a, as a marketing term almost now, um, the practices are still solid. I, I still think that they're the best way to build and develop and deploy and, and work. Um, but I think that, that it's turned into that big machine with, how dare I say, certifications all over the place that, yeah, you're certified. You don't really understand what pieces and parts, when and where need to be used. And even more so, when to get rid of them. Yeah. Like estimates are great until you don't need them anymore. You might outgrow them, which is phenomenal. That's a wonderful thing. Oh, but Agile says we have to. No, not really. Not really. Agile industrial complex, right? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It, It kind of is. Like there's there's people I know that have been doing the exact same teachings and classes for 15 years. And, and I'm like, there, there's more now there's better now. And you should be able to, to show people those teachings. Like you've, you've seen it, seen it up close with me. Mm. And it's amazing to see that, that, that there's some places just want to keep beating that drum. Like, like yeah. get on it. Yeah. Yeah. When I, uh, <clears throat> when I talk to family members or friends sometimes, um, about like how we work. I'm always kind of like, yeah, I think we're like the weird hippies in the woods, like bleeding edge, like, you know, like doing things that no one else is operating that way, you know? So um, to kind of give them an idea that, uh, that, that, that was something that was really attractive to the way uh, to, to join play, a place where we mob a lot was I think I was at a place uh, that kind of like got, like you said, the the script for like one level of it. And they're like, okay, this is it from now on. And I'm like, oh, but look over here. They're doing, <laughs> they're doing better stuff. Like, can we try that? Ah, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's too radical. That's too, and there was support there too, but it was just like, it, it, you know, you hit a ceiling in certain systems and stuff. And so uh, to go into one where you can keep, experimenting and innovating and trying stuff and failing and finding the next better thing is, is, is super fun. So, yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I think it's fun too. When, when people read these books uh, that, that have been written about like how to really run your, your you know, dev shop, for instance, like you should, you should write tests, you should do this, you should do that and, and all these things. And people, um, people who've never seen it, um, you know, kind of think it's a pie in the sky and, and it's a, it's it, it's unobtainium, you know. We can't possibly do that, and and then they uh, then they try to institutionalize it and force it on the teams, and they haven't seen it either. So it's a thrash and all that sort of stuff, um, which which is part of the pain that I feel like when I when I sort of you know tell people here here's how you could do it, and here's where I would start. And they're like, we just can't do that. That's just not how. Well, and it's because they can't. Like it doesn't, it doesn't grok. It doesn't hit them where like, oh, this is how I bolt this in and this is what it gets me. And then I can get this instead and blah, blah. And it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we, we might be getting close. Chris is probably going to close this down here. 
But before Chris does, maybe a sound bite on uh, mentoring devs and CTOs. I'm curious. Yeah, so. yeah. This is something I've been doing for for quite a while now. As a matter of fact, I think I've I've picked up another mentee just recently. Um, it's actually a, a guy I worked with like 15 years ago. His daughter now uh, is switching careers. Um, but I really enjoy uh, uh, getting. Um, Getting uh, getting people who are willing and 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 ready to to kind of take the jump and learn and and try different things and just have a soundboard. Um, I've I've been doing that now for a while. I've been doing it for startups, uh, the company and the individuals. Um, so I really enjoy that. So if anybody's hearing this and wants to reach out, um, I I usually tell people you'll you will outgrow me. I will give you everything I possibly can. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm here to take not five years off your life, six years off your life. Because I, I, I have data. I have data to back this up, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, would you like to plug or share anything before we close it out? No, no, not not really. Just, just I mean, if you're out there listening and, and watching this right now and you're like, ah, I'm not so sure, I don't know. Uh, get, get, like try, like that's 90% of this is just trying it, trying it and, and trying to read between the lines, see between the lines and, and truly understanding what they're for, what they do and what they're, what they're going to give you. Uh, and I think that, that some of the best teams I've ever worked on, uh, have been in that very collaborative space, very, and I don't mean the collaborative, like the weak stuff. I mean, like really like, yo. Yo, Chris, like, I don't know how to do this. Can you, can you just rip on this? Like my brain's dead right now. Can you do this? And Austin's like, yeah, no problem. I got this too. Uh, we're going to do this thing. Hey, here's the direction we need to go in. And it's just, it's just a good camaraderie that comes out of it naturally. Uh, just try it, try it. You might like it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, to our audience, if you know somebody who uh, would like to grok the unobtainium, then please share this episode with them. <laughs> and uh you know chat about it in the comments as well and like subscribe hit the notification bell and jesse thanks for joining us and uh, to our audience thanks for listening bye everybody thank y'all <laughs>